I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything! Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. Oh, wow. This is John Helps You Write Better and great googly moogly. I continue to be John. So, yeah. Hi. Let's write better. Somebody asked me to do like a better intro and I'm happy to. So, hi. Here's a better intro. I'm John. I've got 20 plus years experience as a writing coach and editor and publisher And it is my privilege, pleasure, and passion to help give you writing advice in your ears every day and give you motivation to help you write better, whether that's answering simple questions, answering every question, answering any question, whether that's, you know, helping explain a difficult thing or making something more digestible and otherwise giving you some tools and tips and techniques to help you succeed in whatever your writing goals might be. How's that for an intro? Okay, let's get on with it today. I started off yesterday asking you a question, and today I got a follow-up question. Yesterday we talked about how you're measuring your success, and today I'm asking you how you're measuring or why you're measuring your failures. Because I don't understand this. I talk to a lot of writers every week, and they love to tell me their shortcomings. They love to tell me how they didn't get where they wanted to be. They can't wait to tell me how short they've fallen. I don't understand why. It's not that I'm disinterested. It's not that they shouldn't bring this up. But I don't understand the rabid fixation. I didn't get as much done as I wanted. Okay. Okay. That's fine. On a typical day, I don't get as much done as I wanted. I get tired. Or I realize that there's like five other things I need to do outside of just working on writing stuff. There's like food to make and laundry and cat litter to scoop. And I got to go outside and get the mail and, you know, stuff, life. I got to brush and floss. You know, there, there's, there's stuff beyond just sitting at the desk and typing away. But people love love to talk about how they didn't get done the thing they wanted to get done. Almost like they're proud of it, but they're not really proud of it because they're complaining about it because they're talking about how bad it is. Okay. So let's let's talk about this in terms of writing. You set yourself a writing goal of 500 words or 1,000 words or 1,200 words or 2,000 words or just two pages or whatever. You set yourself a writing goal. Good for you. That's awesome. That's what you should be doing every time you sit down to write. But you don't make it. You set yourself a goal of 500 words, let's say, and you're tired after a long day at work. And you're maybe not as organized as you want to be, but you got to write because you've driven to write because that was the point. So you only write 450 words out of 500. Did you fail? Does, does that make the 450 words you've written somehow invalid or they don't count? Why? Why? I don't understand. I genuinely don't get it. 
what you're saying is that if you set this goal, let's say 500, 500 words, if you write 499 words, that's just as much of a failure as if you wrote one. That's what you're saying. That's, that's, that's the point. I don't understand why you're doing that. Explain it to me. I mean, don't talk to the podcast. I mean, you can, but like, I can't hear you. So allow me to uh, take a guess as to why you're feeling the way you're feeling about that 499 and not 500 words. You're probably thinking that you have this plan as to how writing can be, should be, could be, and needs to be. And you're blaming yourself for writing 499 out of 500. And you're blaming yourself, and then you're going to list some reasons as to why it's bad or wrong to hit 499 out of 500. And let me, let me take a guess at what some of those reasons are. Well, work was really tiring today. Your boss was all up your ass about shit, and it was really hard to get anything done. Uh, the phone kept ringing. Everybody needed your attention. The kids, when you got home from work, were just like fighty and cranky, and they needed like a lot of attention. Your spouse was just in a mood and grumpy, and then you had to make dinner, and it took longer than you thought because... God, I don't know, the recipe on Pinterest said it would take 20 minutes and it's now been 35 minutes and it's just now starting to bubble and you're really tired and your commute was long and you've been distracted and there's that other show you wanted to watch and you you know, you know really were looking forward to it but you have to write. and God, you just read that article on your lunch break about how successful that other person was being and you're feeling really inadequate and... Um, uh, I don't know, you had to move the cat off the keyboard for the umpteenth time and it was just slow and tedious and you got all up in your head about how frustrated you were that writing isn't done by now because you've been doing it for so long and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Most of those things I just rattled off, most of those complaints and reasons, I'm making air quotes, reasons as to why um, you failed, they're out of your control, your day job, your spouse's needs, your kids being argumentative, the cat sitting where the cat wants to sit because the keyboard's warm and they know that if they stay there, they'll get attention from you. All those things. Dinner cooking is a product of someone on Pinterest gaming Google SEO more than understanding thermodynamics and how long it takes to brown some onions. Like, that, that's, that's not on you. All these factors that aren't you and aren't your writing are not acceptable evidence. They're inadmissible, Your Honor. They're unacceptable evidence of your failure. You are just doing your best to get through your day. You are doing your best to get through literally everything you can in whatever way you can. Because that's life in a declining civilization under the collapse of late-stage capitalism. We're just trying to survive out here. And it is our art that will be our liberation and salvation. It is our art that will live past the decline and collapse of everything else. Because that's what art does. Now, I'm not saying that to blow smoke up your ass to tell you that you have this, like, deific demand that you craft art that is perfect and flawless. Because art doesn't happen that way. But I'm asking you to take a look at the language you use to talk about yourself to yourself as to how things are going. 
because you're not a failure since your commute took longer. You couldn't help that truck two lanes over on the left who was sluggish and getting over. You couldn't control the fact that you got stuck in an elevator with a terrible person who yapped your ear off. It's not your fault. Why do we care so much about failure? And it's because we get caught up in thinking of our success as something that needs to be measured by other people. This is the companion to yesterday's discussion about using other people's metrics. If I can't do as well as the other person is doing, if I can't do as well as them, whoever them is, then I must not be good enough. And that assumes an awful lot of equality. Just so we're clear, when I talk about equality or parity like this, I'm not saying they're good and you're bad because this is not a binary. I'm saying that you are assuming their process, journey, and effort is A, standardized, and everybody's doing the same thing, and B, it's a benchmark worth trying to emulate because you are looking at their end result and trying to compare it to your progress. And when obviously those two things don't sync up because they're selling books and you're making a book, since they don't click, you're trying to find a way to tie those two things together and you're making some assumptions and you're setting some unrealistic expectations. Now, if you are about to tell me that big famous authors talk about all the time how they can sit in their writer's shed or their private office or in the room above the garage and they can spend all day writing 2,000 words and then when they hit 2,000 words because they get up at 5 o'clock in the fucking morning, they can hit 2,000 words then they go on about their day and then they don't really do too much. Maybe they, I don't know, whatever the fuck they do, they go play the Switch or like they they just they're they're waiting for the pre-orders on you know they're waiting for Spider-Man 2 to arrive in October. I don't fucking know. But the reason why they're able to do that, the reason why they have the shed or the room and all they can do is 2000 words is because they have no other day job. This is what they do. You want to get there, that's awesome and you can get there. But in order to get there, you got to learn how to get there doing all the other stuff. You're not a failure just because you can't start your ritual of progress based on someone else's near-finished ritual of progress. You're not failing if you can't write 2,000 words a day because you got to get up and go to a day job. No one needs you to write 2,000 words. You are choosing that number. Why are you choosing that number? You are probably setting the goals you're setting because you have some expectation that some numbers, especially when they're high, are somehow automatically better than other numbers. That you want the reward to come faster so you figure if you do more per installment, you'll get there sooner. But what you are dismissing is all the other factors that weigh in on your effort that are out of your control. And yeah, you can double down on this and stay shitty here and just talk about how, well, if you were just a better person, you could manage it better. And if you were just good enough, you could do this better. And I'm going to tell you, I tell myself that every fucking day. So you're not telling me anything I haven't heard before. But that doesn't make it true either. You don't have to keep doing this. You don't have to keep setting an unrealistic goal. 
You don't have to try and be like somebody else. And you certainly don't have to sit here and measure your progress in your failures more than in your successes. Everything you do that adds to your draft that didn't exist the day prior is a success, period. Whether that's one word or 10 words or 500 or 1,000 or just that scene or this revision over here, it's all a success. And if it makes you uncomfortable because it feels like the amount of stuff isn't as much as it could be, you've got to stop and ask why you are pushing yourself so damn hard. You don't need to. No one is insisting you do. No one is going to sit here and say, well, if you were a better person, you'd do more. Because that is just a combination of capitalism and the Protestant work ethic, which is going to be the reason why civilization collapses. You don't need to do that. You don't need to try and earn everyone's love and validation by just demonstrating that you can do a lot past the point of exhaustion. You don't need to work 14 hours until you can't keep your eyes open and then eat a mediocre meal that you don't have the energy to do anything more complex with that is probably starchy and processed and then sit down and try and be mega super creative as if it's the brightest beginning to the best day ever every day. You don't need to do that. It's okay if you just write 50 words today and it's going to be okay tomorrow if you did 62 and it'll be just fine over the weekend if you don't fucking write at all when we talk about things when we package everything up inside those little sayings and phrases like writers write and you got to write every day those are nice things to put on a wall they're truisms to a degree but some days you're not going to be able to write because some days you're going to have to do other things like, oh my God, my sibling is getting married and I have to leave town or I have the flu or um, I have to fix the hole in the roof or my kid is being born. Some days you're not going to be able to write. That doesn't mean you've automatically failed. If we're talking about I had to take a break and it was a long break because every time I sat down at the computer, I got really anxious because I felt very guilty and I felt like I had to make up for lost time. I hear you, but you don't have to do that either. There's no reason to do that. What you need to focus on isn't that you have 10 months of writing to make up because no one's no one's docking you anything for doing that. It's not like we need to turn in assignments so we can get an A instead of an incomplete. It's a matter of you don't have to penalize yourself for stuff. You don't have to, you don't have to do that. Your failures are your own and your failures are failures. And that's nice, but it only matters as much as you make it. It's okay to fail. People fail all the fucking time. Neil Gaiman wrote Coraline 50 words at a time. 50 words. Not 500. Not 5,000. Just 50. Now, even if he wasn't Neil Gaiman, and even if Coraline wasn't Coraline, and even if Coraline didn't come XYZ far enough into his writing career, 50 words at a time is fine. It would be fine if it was 45. It would be fine if it was 51. 
Why do we track our failures so religiously? Why do we hold ourselves so tightly to our failures? Is it really getting us anywhere? Does that matter? What if, what if tomorrow we just tried looking at successes instead? Give that some thought. I'll talk to you tomorrow.